0: You are listening to the To and Out CFL Podcast. A proud member of the Canadian Football Podcast Network.
1: And the next thing you know, I'm wearing a Viking helmet, painting my face. Storming government buildings, <laughs> quoting QAnon. <laughs> it, it's a slippery slope. It's a very slippery slope.
0: Grab some poutine and a double-double. It's time for the two and Out CFL Podcast. Now they have to kick it out! And they do! Every week, Travis Kura. Does anybody still care about this podcast? And Brazilian Tide. Hunters are people, too. Talk fantasy football. Bring you the latest in CFL news. And sprinkle in a little bit of nonsense. Are you kidding? Set. And we are a part of the Alberta Podcast Network, locally grown, community supported. I'm Travis Cura with our resident degenerate gambler, Brazilian Ty. You might have expected him to be excited about Bill 2C18. Bill C218? It's like a Star Wars droid there, uh, passing in the House of Commons and basically... This is paving the way for single-event sports betting in Canada. Ty, you are not the biggest fan of this.
1: No, uh, Sports select like already sucks. Uh, well, the, last <laughs> need, the last thing we need—the last thing we need—is the government and you know having input on what lines should be and, and you know the crappy odds that will come along with that and the money that they're going to take off the top. I'm sure will have something in there they'll have their fingers in there somehow i've been betting on single game events since i was 18 yeah 18 uh (laughs) like it's it it it, it's it makes no difference it's just gonna make it harder for me to bet on my sites that i usually use
0: so you don't think that the government could uh put in some favorable odds (laughs) they don't now Oh, that's true. That's true. Like, why would they change Sports Select?
1: Like, maybe like get get rid of the three game parlay minimum. But why would they change it to where you know five points is a tie in basketball and three top three points is a tie in in football? That's that's how they make money. Unless it's at a unless it's at a sports book in a casino. Because then I'm moving into my parents' basement.
0: Well, I was gonna say, deep down inside, there's a little bit of worry. Because if that happens, you're you might as well you know put the title of your condo on the table and you know the the pink slip to your truck like it's huh. all on the table for <laughs> yeah. for you know a random Oilers and Flames game on a Tuesday night. And the next thing you know, I'm wearing a Viking helmet, paint in my face,
1: storming <laughs> government buildings, quoting QAnon. <laughs> it, it's a slippery slope a very slippery slope
0: (laughs) now there's got to be something good in here for say the cfl if games happen no
1: uh i i don't well if people want to bet because parlays are sucker bets and that's how sports suck makes their money um yeah but yeah if if this is what it takes for you to gamble on the cfl then you obviously didn't you obviously weren't trying to before
0: yeah because the big money would be to get all four games right every week right yeah um but you have to get you know the tie the three points all of that the Mm -hmm. rules that are there now Um, I would I
1: I just don't see them getting rid of those because that's ensuring that you know the odds stay low and they are gonna win the house is gonna win right
0: before we get to all of the actual CFL news that has gone on in the past uh, couple of weeks here, uh, this episode of Two and Out is brought to you by ATB Financial. And I want to let you know about their new podcast, The Future Of. Join Todd Hirsch, ATB's vice president and chief economist, as he connects with special guests who offer unique and useful perspectives about the future. Explore how our economy and communities can not only brace for change, but embrace the opportunity it creates from the future of women in business to the changing nature of work itself. The future of helps us understand what's coming and what we need to do today to get the tomorrow we want. Featuring two episodes each month plus bonus episodes, the future of includes interviews with top community and business leaders from Alberta and around the world. Subscribe to the future of in the Apple Store, Google Play, Spotify, and everywhere podcasts are found and connect to ask your questions about the future by email the Future Of at ATB.com. In the Huddle with Karan Ty on the Two And Out Podcast. Alright Ty. I've been guilty of this in the past. I don't want to bury the lead, but for a brief moment in history, on Super Bowl weekend, Doug Flutie was the WWE 24-7 champion. <laughs>
1: And and you know this obviously cements his position in the WWE Hall of Fame. Um, yes, I mean he 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 he, he be, be the greatest champion the WWE has ever seen.
0: Well, he's a f- our truth We're talking about is our, is not he a R-Truth has is 49 champion? titles, forty nine of these. So the titles. next one is the fiftieth. Yeah. So th- this t- <laughs> this title was created May twenty nineteen. Doug Flutie is the was the 135th champion uh, in 24/7 title history. For wrestling fans or non-wrestling fans, the whole shtick with this title is that basically anybody can win at any time. They can win in an airport. They can win wherever. did somebody just pin so somebody happened.
1: while they were sleeping and get the ref to count really quietly? I think that was the hardcore. I think that was the hardcore title, but it was the same idea. It was
0: twenty four seven. Right now, now, rapper Bad Bunny is the twenty four seven champion. <laughs> now, here is the thing: he's on Saturday Night Live on Saturday. Is there a chance, Ty, that r Truth wins his fiftieth twenty four seven title on Saturday Night Live?
1: <laughs> I think so, but I don't think he wins it from Bad Bunny. <laughs> I think one of the cast members is going to win first. I think it'll be oh, Colin Jost I... or Michael Shea, and then R-Truth will you beat know what? them.
0: They were it'll on be a weekend update
1: recently. Thing. It'll be a weekend update thing.
0: I really hope this happens. And uh, number one part is I, I'm just glad we worked the 24-7 title uh, discussion into the podcast.
1: <laughs> well, I mean, with the uh, rated R superstar being the number one contender for whatever title he wants, and Christian returning at the Royal Rumble, I feel like I'm 10 years old again.
0: (laughs) Well, yeah, might as well go back to Doug Flutie with the Argos.
1: No, we're not going back to 1997 because, yeah, that was terrible. (laughs)
0: Well, Trooper played the halftime show. I didn't even know who Trooper (laughs) was then. (laughs) So Flutie has a Heisman Trophy, three Grey Cups, three Grey Cup MVPs, six CFL All-Star nominations, and six MOP awards. Where do you think the 24-7 title ranks? I think it ranks maybe in between the Grey Cup titles and the Grey Cup MVPs. Yeah,
1: I think it's higher than his Hail Mary at Boston College,
0: for sure. <laughs> <laughs> he actually had really good form on the, on the roll-up, too.
1: Can we get rid of the roll-up? It's the worst pin.
0: It's the most devastating move in wrestling history. Yeah. Yeah, (laughs) Oh man. Okay, let's talk about the Argos. Ridiculous. Okay. Who? who, Okay. Who? Who have been the story Mm -hmm. of CFL free agency? They they have made signings at every single position and. I mean, I got to think Nick Arbuckle is in an incredible position. He's got to be excited to be the guy behind center in Toronto. <laughs> I, I think so. And
1: uh, with you know the guys that they've signed on the other side of the ball, uh, I think that yeah. gives him a little bit of a longer leash.
0: Now, it goes without saying that it's a very veteran defensive line, but Charleston Hughes, Cordero Law, and Odell Willis. Their
1: defensive line was alive when the Leafs won the cup.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You know what? I had somebody – I was discussing the the Hughes and Willis signings for the Argos, and their question basically was, do these guys have the stamina still to – produce for an 18 game season and my response is there there might only be six games (laughs) and these Mm -hmm. guys will be able and with this year off they're not going to come in hurt yeah i i I think they'll still be able to produce if it's going to be another short Mm -hmm. season what do they have to lose
1: absolutely and you know then you add the likes of cameron judge uh, into that front seven, and it's it's looking pretty scary.
0: As well, they they get twenty six year old Fabian Foot on the defensive line as well. Canadian from mm-hmm. uh, Montreal, he spent three years there. But I mean, the offensive stars they've signed: uh, Eric Rogers, John White, both veteran guys that have had injury issues as well. Um, Antonio Pipkin, some depth at quarterback, and a couple receivers that we really haven't been able to talk about Ty. Martavis Bryant spent time and had some big years with the Pittsburgh Steelers and Kendall Wright, who was a yep. first-round draft pick with the Tennessee Titans. And, and you know, not huge names,
1: uh, more depth guys. Uh, you know, Kendall Wright, I mean, has shown glimpses and Bryant too. And I mean, you look at who Bryant had with, you know, Right. The receivers in Pittsburgh at the time when he was there. But uh, for for them to get added to this uh, wide receiver core that they're trying to put together in Toronto, and then with the likes of Nick Arbuckle, a young quarterback uh, or a younger, especially when it comes to experience, having guys that have played a lot of football is going to help him tremendously.
0: Yeah, uh Martavis Bryant had a 700-yard season with uh the Steelers. He had mm-hmm. a 600-yard season as well and then uh, he went where careers go to die with the Raiders and th- that that kind of ended yeah. that
1: and <laughs> records because Jerry Rice did have the the consecutive game reception streak and he goes to Oakland and it ends. Yeah. If you get drafted by Oakland, you got a pretty good chance of winning somewhere else. <laughs>
0: But that's an exciting time for fans in Toronto. I mean, I don't mm-hmm.
1: know if that... Wait till they sign John Bowman.
0: Right. <laughs> Who will not be back in Montreal. But And the thing with the Argos, a lot of those players they've signed have worked together. Uh, mm-hmm. They're familiar with each other. Uh, I, I don't know if it's an NBA situation where they're saying, hey, come to the 6 <laughs> and make it happen in Toronto. But... Uh, a lot of fans are like, "Oh, great! Toronto signed somebody else." But this is exciting, and if they can uh, instantly mm-hmm. gel when they can play again, that that's going to be a fun team to watch.
1: Absolutely, and and a successful Argos franchise only bodes well for the league. If 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 they get on the if they get on the field this year and and we play some resemblance of a season, and Toronto is good and can, you know. Make make a playoff run, get some buzz. I, I don't think they're going to sell out games by any means, but be a little more financially successful. It's only going to help the league. And and this is one way. they're bringing in guys that people know.
0: Which yeah, is they huge. are. Yeah, uh, other teams in the East are making moves as well. Ottawa signs Micah Away, Canadian receiver Daniel Peterman, a defensive tackle Stephen Charles, who the Edmonton Football Club drafted. Eight years ago, spent time in the NFL, finally came up with Edmonton late in 2019. Now he's going to Ottawa. Uh, Davon Coleman's going to be on the defensive line. So instantly up the middle, uh, mm-hmm. Ottawa's <laughs> going to be quite fierce. <laughs> there there, there yes. are some guys Mike, there. Do you, if, you're, if you're a running back
1: or if you're a, a slot back coming across the middle, do you really want to run into Micah Alway?
0: No, I really do Because I know I don't. <laughs> I, I can
1: think of 30 other guys before I'd want to see him.
0: Yeah. They, they've also re-signed Don Unamba, so they've got some talent on defense. Yeah. Um, And, I mean, they're, they're signing guys, I think, as well, that uh, Paul Lappelise has dealt with before. He's seen Daniel mm-hmm. Peterman in uh, Winnipeg. Yeah. He knows that he can be Winnipeg. a Canadian guy that can add some depth to that team. So yeah. I, I think Ottawa's quite i don't think they're going to be you know a flashy team or anything like that and i know that's not exciting and i know it doesn't sell tickets but they're going to be a scrappy team that's going to be tough to deal with i think
1: and and you know a team on the offensive side of the ball that's going to be able to take care of the football
0: right yeah
1: with with mike with matt nichols like it's it's one of those things where their games aren't going to be pretty but they're they're probably not going to get blown out very often if they do lose football games or when they do lose. I don't think they're going to lose big. I think they're going to be in a lot of games.
0: Montreal has been quite active, signing Canadian receiver Nate Ajay, and they've actually signed Mm -hmm. a a lot of players with Quebec roots, and I almost wonder if that's Mm -hmm. a a strategy that Danny Machocha and the Alouettes are going to be going with here, offensive linemen.
1: 100% Yeah, it's uh, because of Machocha.
0: Yeah, uh, David Foucault, played football, and he's from Quebec. Jason Lazon Seguin, also uh, from Quebec as well. So I I think if they want to... Because if you look at university football there, they just love it. Mm -hmm. And if they could get Mm -hmm. that same support on a consistent basis for the pro team, Mm -hmm. I I think they're laughing for Mm -hmm. the new owners. Well...
1: And, you know, with Machocha being the coach of the band, uh, yeah, you know, he's seen a lot of those guys. And, and just being in that league, you know, when guys are coming on the market, he's seen what they were and he knows what they are now. I mean, he knows where these guys can fit into different, into his the different spots that they need to fill. And, and we saw what he did. That program was, you know, in the toilet.
0: Oh, yeah. And he turned them right around. Turn them right around
1: into perennial contenders, almost. So he's trying to do the same thing in Montreal, and we've seen we've seen it with the Habs too. It should not matter, but it does because it's Quebec. If a guy is from Quebec and can speak French, then he's the greatest thing since sliced bread. If he can play on your team, and it it, it happens, like there was outrage when. Like, people were upset when Seku Koivu was named captain of the Habs because right. he wasn't Canadian, he wasn't French, and didn't speak the language as as his native language. And over, eventually they got over it, and he turned out to be one of the greatest captains I've ever seen. But with, 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 with the Alouettes, I mean, the amount of particular... I don't even know if with the Alouettes, if they need to be from Quebec, but with the amount of football that's in that province at the university level. Yeah. I think if they if a guy has played in that league, I just think because that league has produced some really good football players uh over like it just recently like it's been the the games if it's La, Laval, Montreal, like those games and those teams just seem to be absolute juggernauts. I think if if a guy has played for one of those uh you know, Montreal fans are going to gonna see that as a as a huge plus.
0: They have made a lot of moves on the defensive side as well, and some some guys that mm-hmm. you also don't want to see as a running back and Almondo Sewell, massive signing. Yeah. Uh defensive lineman Nick Usher, who did play alongside Seawell in Edmonton. Chris mm-hmm. Aki is back in Montreal. Mm-hmm. Patrick Levels is back in Montreal. Mm-hmm. Now they're going to be having a fresh defensive coordinator, uh, and John Bowman is no longer going to be in Montreal. They said they do plan to honor him, and that goes without saying because he's been there and dealt with a lot and has been one of the best leaders and defensive linemen that we've seen in the CFL but the, they've got some new leadership uh, on the defensive side of the ball, and uh, they might be another tough team to play against.
1: And just the consistency now, like, I mean, this is a, a team that's been able to keep, you know, a lot of their core together uh, over the last couple of years, and, and they're going to try to build on the success that they had in 2019. Uh, and, you know, adding bits and pieces, they're not t- completely overhauling, uh, you know, the defense or the offense for that matter, they're they're adding in pieces that they think they need. And a guy like Armando Sewell and, you know, uh Sagan on the offensive line, a guy like Natea Ajay to help out with the receivers. Uh Foucault, I mean, a guy who uh was part of the offensive line turnaround of BC. Right? And those sep those, those last seven games of the or Seven of the last eight games of the year, when they were able to turn around and win four of them, he was a huge part of that offensive line. Yeah. So, you know they're they're making additions, but I think it's they're not you know going out and getting that flashy guy. That's like they're they're making signings based on substance, and they're adding. They're not really they're not depleting this this roster. I, I shouldn't say depleting. They're not adding a guy just for the sake of adding. They're looking at the needs and adding. You know. A piece, you know, and what to be considered a missing piece. They're not just trying to make all these. You, you don't, it's hard to win championship space just solely on free agency. You can't do it. So you had to use free agency to fill in holes. And I think Montreal's doing a great job of that right now.
0: Let's talk about the two teams that played in the last Grey Cup Hamilton and Winnipeg. We'll start with Winnipeg because they've, by and large, been able to keep that team together. Which is mm-hmm. actually really impressive. unfortunate. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Very, it's like I think I think I think you give Walters the GM of the year right now.
0: Yeah, I uh, he's done an incredible job to be able to keep that core together under uh, mm-hmm. that salary cap, and they finally get. A big play receiver with potential, and they've been looking for this. Mm-hmm. It, it seems like every, and I know Darvin Adams can be a threat, and Kenny the King Lawler is there, but they they add a Bryant Mitchell, uh, who last played for Edmonton in 2018, and he was most recently with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and basically he was squeezed off the roster by Antonio Brown, so th- that shows <laughs> that he's a pretty really, really talented r- receiver if you get squeezed up mm-hmm. the roster by that guy.
1: Uh yeah, at the same time the NFL doesn't really care what kind of
0: person you are. There's that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, th- th- that's a whole different discussion. <laughs> but we know Tom Brady called that shot, right? Uh <laughs> and and uh it worked out for him and my bank account. Yeah, it it did. But when he was with Edmonton, <laughs> he got into 11 games in 2018 mm-hmm. had 867 yards, a long of 75. He has some serious speed. Yeah. And he might be I think I think Winnipeg fans are going to enjoy watching Can we call him Batman? They're going to be enjoying watching Batman at IG Field.
1: I think we can call him Batman just because we know it breaks hearts in Edmonton and I'm all for that. <laughs> because I and no actually I'm just upset because the the guys at the turf district and Kayla said that Loeffler would fit really well with the Eskimos and then I'd have to get a jersey and I'm just not
0: sure I'm there yet. You're you're but, not sure I don't know. I, I think you would. Oh, I definitely would. It would just take time. <laughs> I think that would be one you don't wear, but maybe get signed and put on your wall.
1: Yeah, like you I, could do that. The cup right? that Neely gave me all the time when I'm over.
0: I gotta <laughs> drink water out of something. <laughs> yeah, Ty's got a souvenir Winnipeg Blue Bombers Taylor Loeffler. Uh Is it like a cup yeah. from the stadium, my, right? My, I think so. My fandom knows no bounds. <laughs> I, I think when the league comes back, you should have his exact hairstyle. Done. So I think you start growing it out now, and then you can make the... I'll send you my
1: kindergarten picture. picture. Oh, yeah. I've already had
0: his hairstyle. That's true. You did have the flow. You you were a fan before you knew. Yeah, I was country when country wasn't cool. <laughs> As for the Thai Cats, the other half of that <laughs> Grey no, Cup.
1: You, wait, you got nothing for that? No, you're <laughs> just going
0: to let that go. I'm just going to let it go. Yeah. Uh, they <laughs> sign uh, Canadian receiver Brian Jones and mm-hmm. Devere Posey. I will never forget mm-hmm. uh, what he did in uh, the 2017 Grey Cup against Calgary yes. in the snow.
1: It was the very that was reminiscent of downtown Brown, it was. he didn't have to kick it up to his hands in was. the snow. Super long, it was awesome.
0: And they they bring in some quality veterans on defense as well. Linebacker Jovan Santos Knox mm-hmm. and Sionte Evans. That defense is going to be just as good yep. this coming year as they were the year yep. they went to the Grey Cup.
1: I, I I think so. Uh, you know, and the, a guy like Devere Posey. Uh, who can come in and he doesn't he's not going to be the number 1 option obviously with with who they have but he's going to be a guy that teams are going to have to worry about and that's only going to open stuff up for everybody else and if he's okay with you know not being the first option i i i see that going very well and you got a guy like Santey Evans and and Santos Knox who you know are going to solidify that defense and put them right back if if there is a great cup this year, I think I, I don't see how the Thai Cats aren't your favorite coming out of the East.
0: As we talk Hamilton Tiger Cats, Speedy B, Brandon Banks, had an interesting tweet a few days ago. And you know what? With oh, man. People just taking a run at him, but can you blame him? Not at all. If they're not going to play this year, retire
1: and go see if you can get a job somewhere else so you can get paid. Yeah. Football doesn't last All forever.
0: All he basically said was, if the CFL does not play again this year, he will retire and go play somewhere else. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's such a groundbreaking breaking statement. No, and I I wouldn't blame him one bit. I don't think he'll be he would be the only one either.
1: No, I think guys, if it if it's because this would be year two, I I I see guys being like, okay, well there's still no guarantee for 2022 right because we don't know what's going to happen with everything and, and and stuff like that i gotta i i got kids to feed i got bills to pay i gotta put food on the t- like i gotta go and find somewhere to that's gonna pay me to play football or i gotta go find something else uh you know fo- your football career is so short as it is in in the grand scheme of things that you've got to make the money while you can uh and you know guys at Thirty five, thirty six, thirty seven aren't gonna, you know, garner the big contracts that the guys at twenty six, twenty seven, twenty eight do. Uh, so, you know, they need to get the money where they can and when they can, and you know, they might only have two or three years left, and if they're gonna have two years taken away from them where they can't play or make money, that 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 hurts.
0: Well, now let's skip ahead because there was a report that came out originally in the Edmonton Sun, Jerry Matajong. Uh, first reported this, that he knows an executive-level source within the CFL who basically doesn't know if a 21 season is plausible. And uh, just the way things are going right now, and it it has been what everybody has said, is that the league just relied on the vaccine and really... uh, Nothing else here.
1: I don't know what else they could have done though. Well, either. yeah,
0: exactly. Now here's the thing. I, I think I think a lot of people think that maybe the the pockets of this league are a lot deeper. People think they're a lot deeper than what they actually oh. are.
1: There's there's two teams. There's two teams whose finances are public. And people still think that there's the that there's a crap ton of money out there. There should like, be 3 right now. What are we talking about? Uh or 3, yeah. yeah Winnipeg,
0: Saskatchewan and uh Edmonton.
1: They're making some money, but that money gets pumped right back in it. It's not like they're making tens of yeah. tens and tens of millions of dollars a year. This isn't you, you you don't buy a sports team to be to get rich. You buy a sports team to become a millionaire if you're already a billionaire.
0: Right. <laughs> it's not all profit. You're Uh, one hundred percent right, and I I think the CFL is probably even a tough in a tougher position than uh, other leagues. Mm -hmm. It's been said that maybe the CFL could get fifty million dollars if they play all eighteen games, uh, from TSN from the TV deal, and that basically covers player costs, and that's it. (laughs) There is nothing,
1: and then you you still have. Coaches, trainers, equipment—you know your stadiums for the for the teams that aren't in their own uh, travel. Yeah. Uh, what what what's travel going to look like if if this does go? Are they going to have to fly in day of? Yeah. Are they because that'll save them money because of the hotels or you know fly in the night before a hotel and you're flying out the day you you fly out after the game regardless. Like uh, it's going to look a little different, but yeah, there there's still a lot of money to spend. Uh, to get an 18-game season in with, with nothing coming in to start with early in the year, right? Let's say, for argument's sake, we start middle of June. Are we going to have—I I, I don't see us having fans.
0: And I just kind of see it as a lot of people calling for the pay-per-view are the same people that mm-hmm. thought the Grey Cup fan base was stupid they they're, they're mm-hmm. both trying to, they they need re- different revenue streams and the CFL has tickets merch and yeah. basically uh the TV deal and th- that's really about it and they they need to yeah I don't know I'm not this smart but rework the business plan from the ground up and Jock Cartier on Twitter, formerly known as Fake Mark Cohan, has has really... Probably the best follow on Twitter he, lately. He's laid out a, a lot of Twitter realities about uh, how pay-per-view would look because mm-hmm. <laughs> Bell's got to get their money. We, we know how that's gone in the last month. They got to get their money. The uh, the
1: Orders, the orders and Flames did pay-per-view, did pay-per-view for yeah, years. They did and it, and it went away because it just there's they found a way to put it on regular television. Yeah. Uh if you if you make CFL uh pay-per-view, what the hell do I need TSN for then? Yeah. There's five channels. It's all the same freaking thing. And
0: that's exactly why the Grey Cup's not on CTV. Oh, what what does TSN have right now? They've got the World Juniors and the Grey Cup are their big properties, and they do have others.
1: Yeah, and I mean they got they have the entire NASCAR schedule, yeah. they have half of the Raptor schedule, um, the Unholy Alliance when it comes to Olympics, but yeah, it' their big thing like that. Let's be honest, I love the World Juniors. The only reason that it is such a huge deal is because of TSN.
0: They've done a great job with that. Yep.
1: And I, I don't blame them one bit, that they're making a crap ton of money on it.
0: They've been um, able to pump up a tournament where teams lose by right? seven goals regularly.
1: <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, but other than that, like, it, it's pro- they're programming in the summer. I don't know what they'd have other than tennis. Yeah. And, well, obviously motoring at 11 a.m., but... Those are a lot of repeats right now.
0: Here's what I'm concerned about. If if they play with no fans, then they probably lose more money than just not playing.
1: Yeah, it's, just, it's the same thing as the NHL.
0: Yeah, they're losing a lot of money right now. Yep, 100%. So, so can they afford to go a whole season with no fans? Probably not
1: and the the argument on the other side of that is that is trying to stay relevant by just playing in empty stadiums that's that the, only is the biggest
0: for it the other way it's the perception right yeah would
1: would you take would you take another year of no football if it meant that the league was fiscally stable for however much longer or would you play one year not would you play a full season 2021 empty stadiums and have no guarantee that they're going to play again in 2022 because they didn't make it
0: they lost way too much money. You see that's the question, right?
1: Right and I think I I would rather see football in 2022 guaranteed if they have to sit out this year.
0: It's hard to swallow, but that's where I'm leaning as well. If if
1: and and it it is what it is. I mean, we we've been realists. It's I If it's going to hurt the stability of the league, that doesn't make any sense to me.
0: Yeah, I honestly see, unless there's a miracle and 10 million doses of the vaccine show up tomorrow, (laughs) or there's government funding, or if some (laughs) generous, generous billionaire throws money uh, their way, I, I don't see how... An empty stadium season doesn't mm-hmm. cost them piles of money. Now, Farhan Lauji did send out a tweet saying that the thought is that there's a good chance we see training camps starting in July, um, maybe games in late August, and... Uh, maybe a labor day kickoff and right now that seems like the best case scenario
1: that sounds like, that sounds like deja vu to
0: me you know and that's that's probably yeah what a lot of us were thinking last june you know <laughs> maybe we'll have a well, shortened camp in august and then start
1: 99.9% of you people were thinking that <laughs> While <Well>, us one percenters <laughs> knew that it wasn't happening,
0: and vaccines the key on that plan, <laughs> right?
1: Uh, it has. I think it has to be the key. Uh, that's the only way. I, I I don't see a bubble working with the va- with the numbers that you would need. Yeah, uh, I just and you know, st- I guess if you're not playing, uh, you don't. Have, if we're not going to have fans, I guess. You do it, you could have games, for argument's sake, in Edmonton where, you know, you can have games at Commonwealth, you can have games at Clark, you can have games at foot, like it does, but then, then I mean, field uh, quality does come into play there, stuff like that, so I could see that being a huge issue, but I mean, if you're in a place where there's a, a bubble in Toronto, in the Toronto-Hamilton area would make the most sense, would it not? If they were going to bubble anywhere with two fields, uh within you know an hour of each other but i just don't see a bubble working where you gotta have we, we saw the we saw the we saw hockey run into it where a game went to five overtimes right obviously that wouldn't happen in the cfl but it'd be it's it, and the turnaround times could be quicker uh but just with with them the sanitizing everything pulling two games off in a day would be real tough and I'm just tired of stuff starting at two and three o'clock, and everybody being like, "Well, yeah." Like, uh, well, no, people are still working. Like those two o'clock starts aren't going to get the numbers that a that a six six or seven o'clock start would get.
0: Well, TSN TV. would call the shots on that, right?
1: But I, I don't have a lot. Of, I don't have a lot of faith in TSN scheduling with them putting Team Canada games at four in the afternoon. That was so.
0: strange. I agree. The CFLPA did announce a partnership with Memo, which. As far as I understand it, it is basically Cameo. Um it's so, it's
1: the Gilberg of Cameos, yes.
0: So, you know, players can uh, you know, connect with fans that way. So at least mm-hmm. they are trying to get more revenue like, streams for the players.
1: When Diakowski said what he said <laughs> before the Tim eating contest and then the PA comes out the day before the memo thing was announced, so they got big. They got a big announcement. You had Everybody your hopes like, up.
0: This is, this is a video game.
1: <laughs> and we just got
0: kicked in the nuts. You had your hopes up.
1: I No, they weren't up too high. Let's, let's, you know, it is me, after that's all. That's
0: really unfair, because I was actually going to get Taylor Loeffler to send you a memo, but now...
1: Well, so, well he's, is he
0: part of the PA? He's not signed. Oh, <laughs> So you need him to sign with any team,
1: yeah. Preferably, like I mean, how much longer can Mike Edom really
0: play? You're talking about a guy that's had a lot of knee injuries. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Man, if if Loeffler comes to Saskatchewan, I know you're gonna have the retro, the home, the away jersey purchased. I, right I will there. have,
1: I will have all of them. Yes. <laughs> um, and I will wear. I
0: will. I will buy eye black. <laughs> and grow the hair. I need to see it. Yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. Let Let's move on to Edmonton and first talk about. Double E name time. So we narrowed it down to the short list of seven names. And whoever came up with those seven should probably be fired. What was... <laughs> there, <laughs> there's no good ones. Okay. What was your your, your first impression is none of them? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I, I, I got kind of mocked for this. I had no clue an elk hound was a dog. And who mocked you? It was you. Yes. Thank you. I actually had no clue that you were that proficient with your dog breeds. Well,
1: we have a mutual friend who has one, so it was pretty easy. Yes.
0: Georgette. Oh, Wow. Well, she's got to be cheering. No, that, that's her second pick. She's, she
1: won't she wouldn't tell me her first one.
0: I, I, I texted her you.
1: right away. I texted her right away. I'm like, I'm assuming you're voting Elkhound, right? And she said, you would think so. But no. I'm guessing it's Elks or Elk. It, the fact that there's no S on it just be. drives me around the bend.
0: Yeah, I, I know that's not grammatically correct, but I think it needs the S. Yeah, it's like Moose's. <laughs> okay now that's bad <laughs> i thought they were meese
1: <laughs> uh, they should be meese if it's geese then it should be meese so <laughs> yeah but hey 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 people who don't speak english as a first language have fun
0: <laughs> i know what a terrible language to oh my learn. god and we still haven't even oh. gotten close to mastering it um so no, <laughs> the other names are the Evergreens, Evergold's, eh. Eclipse, eh. Eagles. Oh, that 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 Eclipse is so bad. Eagles and Elements. That's
1: an arena. League, that's an arena league team name.
0: I get the sense that you're in the camp of just ditch the double E.
1: Why not? Call it the Capitals and move on. That's what I wanted the ball team to be named instead of the prospects.
0: It's about trying to preserve the logo and the colors, and there's a lot of people that, and I don't know if it's a lot, but there's some that will say that preserving the logo doesn't do anything. Yeah, you changed the name because of the cultural reference there, mm. but you kept the logo. But the
1: logo is still the logo is still going to have that connotation. Yeah. Or maybe maybe that's not the right maybe that's not the right term. Like I said, not an English guy, but everybody's going to see that logo and instantly think Edmonton Eskimos.
0: Yeah, it's not a it's not a completely fresh start. No, huh? It's kind of a. I, I still really think that the team was in a lose lose situation.
1: Oh, they're, yeah, they they were screwed from the get go. But I think that there is way better options than the 7 that they have narrowed it down to that's all I'm, that's all I'm saying
0: you are threatened to get hit in the pocketbook by sponsors if you don't change the name and mm-hmm. a, a lot of these people that are you know calling them the snowflakes and all of that how many tickets were they buying in the last 10 years and i know somebody will really you know yeah. tweet us and say i've been a fan for 50 years and i'm going to every game but good for you if 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 a if a name change is what's going to stop you from being a fan, then you weren't really a fan. Who, as far as off the field or on the field goes, um, a lot of veterans signing. Uh, Sir Vincent Rogers stays in Edmonton. He got hurt. Was it training camp mm-hmm. in twenty nineteen? Never really got to play. I believe so. Yeah. yeah. Aaron Grimes is back in Edmonton after his stint with BC.
1: And it. As long as quarterbacks keep overthrowing receivers, he's going to look real good.
0: (laughs) The master of uh, taunting there. Uh, (laughs) Kenny Shaw, receiver, signs in Edmonton, and the surprising one was a running back, James Wilder Mm -hmm. Jr. I thought he was done. I thought he was retired, but he's going to be in green and gold. Yeah, that... They played
1: his intro music, the glass broke and he walked out. <laughs> Can't coming to save the day.
0: I, I bet you he's wishing he would have figured it out with Toronto.
1: I'm uh Uh yeah. <laughs> I mean having having
0: Ellingson and oh, yeah, Trevor and Harris got... to take some of the heat off you does doesn't hurt too bad. Got a lot of a lot of talent in Edmonton too, for sure. Um Saskatchewan mm-hmm. re your boy, John Ryan. You're not entertaining that at all, are you? No,
1: (laughs) because of who his brother-in-law
0: is,
1: (laughs) and because he can't, and because he can't kick a coffin corner to save his life.
0: (laughs) And it's a complete embarrassing. It's a complete change in uh, the linebacking core in Saskatchewan. I I guess we should take a moment Mm -hmm. here and recognize that Solomon Elimimian is one of the best linebackers this game has ever seen he is retiring yep. he's keeping his role with the CFLPA uh, i'm not too surprised by this which i which i think which i think that's a huge thing for the pa yeah it is he's done a great job in that role and yeah, yeah. this doesn't really surprise me because i was under the impression he was close to retiring before uh playing for Saskatchewan mm-hmm. because of uh, him wanting to keep up that role with the CFLPA. Yeah. But 34 years old, if he wanted to, I have no doubt he could get back on the field and play uh, over 800 oh, tackles, yeah. including 144 <laughs> with the Lions in 2017. Elimian was a tackling monster. Oh, it was- ridiculous can we can we talk about the fact
1: that him and big hill were on the same team i know
0: that uh, that's incredible when you when you really (laughs) think about that that that's lemieux yager yeah it is yep team 100 lemieux yager i like that
1: comparison gretzky messier like i mean that doesn't happen no very often, like that. that that's 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 something. That's a rarity.
0: So Saskatchewan signs Larry Dean. He's uh, been a model of consistency mm-hmm. in uh, the CFL over the last few years. I don't think he's missed a game yep. since he's come to the CFL. I'm going to look that up because I think you're wrong. 2016, 18 games with Hamilton. 17, 18 games. 18, 18 games. 19. Oh, I heard. Eighteen games. I heard you say seventeen there. Well, the year twenty seventeen. Oh, okay. <laughs> so uh, they'll have another steady I veteran, Stand, stand Correct in the in the middle of uh, that uh, defense. Yeah. Now, obviously, I probably did misspeak, but what I meant was the year twenty seventeen. <laughs> uh, they they hire the or they sign the twins, Justin and Jordan Herdman Reed. And was it Jordan that uh, ended up taking over for Solly in BC when he ended up getting hurt and he ended up having himself a nice season? If he can get back to that form, uh, I think that's a great add for the Rough Riders. They they sign yes. D B Godfrey Onyeka, Lorenzo Jerome, mm-hmm. uh, offensive lineman Evan Johnson, Saskatchewan boy. Three years in Ottawa, returns home to Saskatchewan, and that's a that's a strategy in Saskatchewan as well. Those big farm boys, they know how to play offensive line for some reason. Ty, <laughs> yeah, I
1: don't get it. Uh, <laughs> doesn't make a lot of sense to me that you know guys that are 6'8", 300 pounds and. Full of muscle that work eighteen hour days are good at football.
0: <laughs> and up the, the middle, Micah Johnson returns to Saskatchewan. It almost feels like a yeah. re-signing because he signed in BC and they never played. So then he's just back yeah. in uh, Saskatchewan.
1: And with, with with Hughes and Judge gone, it, it's, it's that's a that's a huge piece to to keep on that
0: defensive line or to get back onto that defensive line. So a lot of changes in Saskatchewan, but a lot of big losses, of course, one being Cameron Judge Mm -hmm. and one being uh, Charleston Hughes. But I feel like they plugged the holes pretty well, Ty. And the Canadian Judge does hurt, and I've seen people chirping him. He did get run over by uh, andrew harris a few times here and there but having well the-
1: that's because that's because he doesn't take steroids I knew so it. of course he's gonna get run over by andrew harris i knew it thank you i don't even i don't even know why you bring thank, it up anymore thank you for being like, predictable or is or is that oh that's what you wanted well,
0: well basically
1: yeah yeah <laughs> i'm a thirty two year old male I am nothing if not predictable
0: <laughs> and you know a team that's been really quiet is the Calgary stampeders and tie that makes me nervous shocker
1: it doesn't surprise me one bit, and that's why it makes me nervous. I want them to completely i want them to go after it in free agency just so it can be like finally they're not gonna be good, <laughs> but then they would probably just shove it. Shove it right back up, right back up our butts, and be like, "Oh no, we're still pretty good and win fourteen games."
0: John Huffnagel has said he's comfortable where they're at, and I have no reason not to believe him <laughs> to doubt him. Yeah, like yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they have lost. You have
1: you have <laughs> Bo Levi Mitchell and one of the best O lines in football. I think it could be okay.
0: Yeah, even though they've lost uh, a couple veterans on that O line, yeah. Brad Erdos and uh, Shane Bergman have retired, and. I'm intrigued by the signing of Canadian quarterback Michael O'Connor, though. I I wonder if they'll take the time to groom him. I mean, it's a hell of a situation with Dave Dickinson as your head coach, mm-hmm. John Huffnagel as your general manager, and Bo Levi Mitchell as the guy in front of you. That's a good situation for the kid.
1: Yeah, uh, I don't see how... I don't want to say I don't see how he can't succeed. I don't see how he could not be set up more for success, other than having twenty four seven champ Mike <laughs> or Doug Flutie somewhere in that mix to kind of round out to round him out as an athlete. Yeah, but
0: in uh, BC they end up re signing Chris Rainey. They sign Lucky Whitehead and running back Shaq Cooper, who played for Edmonton in twenty nineteen. Mm-hmm. There's some dynamic.
1: It would just it would feel wrong without Chris Rainey. On the Lions. Yeah.
0: I think he belongs in BC. Uh, we'll see how much time yeah. he has left, but lucky Whitehead has had some explosive plays with Winnipeg mm-hmm. uh, at the beginning of 2019. He did cool off as the season went on. And uh, losing John White and replacing him with Shaq Cooper, I thought he had some good games with Edmonton in 2019 as well. Yep. These three guys could make some plays uh, with Mike Riley in BC.
1: Yeah. All, all three can break any play for a touchdown. Yeah, exactly. And that, that can be said for basically any player in the CFL. But, I mean, when Rainey, Whitehead, or Cooper have the ball, you know, I wouldn't put them in the same breath as Banks in that that sense. But, you know, with, with Rainey getting the touches he does uh, returning, and now with Whitehead, I mean – they're both probably going to get looks at returning. Uh, I see Cooper being in every down Like These are going to be guys that are going to get a lot of the football.
0: There are some quality names still available in free agency. Hinoch Mwamba, Justin Medlock, Matt O'Donnell, Justin Tuggle, Taylor Loeffler, Alex Bazzi, Rico Murray, all recognizable names that haven't signed. I'm going to yeah. say. The fact that Matt O'Donnell isn't signed is mind-blowing That's blowing an to interesting one. Giant. That's an interesting one. Um Maybe a couple of those names are going to retire. Um, it's been said that Justin Medlock has a job out of football, and maybe maybe he mm-hmm. he's done with the league. I, I think Winnipeg had to talk him into coming back a few times, or at, at least once. Um, so well, th- that's not surprising. Do
1: you really want to really spend that much time in Winnipeg? <laughs>
0: And we'll leave it on that. Not sorry, <laughs> we are a part of the Alberta Podcast Network, locally grown, community supported. I want to recommend the show. I have some notes for you because these guys basically look at mediocre Hollywood movies, and I and I do take exception with uh, mediocre here. But Greg, Liam, and Scott, they basically look at these movies. What
1: are some of the mediocre, quote-unquote, movies okay. that we're talking about? They uh,
0: they look at these movies, and they basically rewrite them. So the movie I wanted to point out, in January, they did a show on uh, Demolition Man. Wesley Snipes and Sylvester Never Stallone. Oh, I actually think that movie... <laughs> this might come as a shock to you. <laughs> Well, we're so different. Are you not a Stallone guy?
1: Uh, I'm trying to think of a Stallone movie I've seen. Oh. Uh, well, I guess First Blood. My grandpa made me watch First okay, Blood. Okay, so you've
0: seen Rambo. Like, he
1: literally made me watch it. Have
0: you not seen Rocky? No. Oh. N- none of them. That actually hurts my head. <laughs> Oh, it's so hard for me to wrap my head around that because I... Movies, to me, are like condiments. Like, eh, I don't really need them. You see, to me, TV seasons are things that could have been squished into an hour and a half movie. Instead, they make them 18 episodes and 18 hours of mostly garbage. (laughs) Well
1: yeah like i'll watch I'll watch fifteen episodes of the office, but I won't sit down and watch a movie.
0: <laughs> well, I have some notes, rewrites, some mediocre Hollywood movies, <laughs> <laughs> including the classic demolition man and so if I made any reference about Taco Bell or Seashells, you have no clue what I'm talking about. nope
1: wow but if you want to i do know a couple stallone references like if i'm going to arm wrestle somebody i turn my hat backwards obviously look at that
0: i'm actually impressed and i
1: only know that because of the tv show community
0: (laughs) (laughs) so here's the thing my my relationship with my mom was growing up was awesome because she worked at she. She ran the Seven Eleven.
1: She got you all the chicken you ever wanted. Well, that was awesome. too. Of course, too. it was awesome.
0: But she introduced me to Bruce Lee, <laughs> Sylvester Stallone, uh, Jean Claude Van Damme. What's the one with him and Dennis Rodman? <laughs> oh, uh, double team! Yeah, where he like steps on the landmine and he pushes the pin back in. That was a great movie. It's only a four point eight out of ten. Yeah. It, it's eleven percent on Rotten Tomatoes, but I still love it. it- yeah, that's that. That fits. <laughs> and she introduced me to the WWF. So, uh, she, your mom did that. Yes.
1: Man, I thought my mom was a good mom.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I have some notes as a part of the Alberta podcast. Leona just blew that out of the water. <laughs> the Alberta Podcast Network, and so are we. You can rate review subscribe on your favorite pod catcher and we'll talk to you in a couple weeks thanks for listening find more great shows like this at CF Pod network on twitter